0: Five years ago, the leadership of this church felt God leading us to pursue a partnership in Guatemala. Three years ago, we took uh, about four of our leaders to, to explore the possibilities. And on that trip, kind of a side trip to that trip, as God's ways are higher than our ways, we had the opportunity to run into a, a group of brothers and sisters who worshipped at a church called Los Olivos, in Sumpongo, Guatemala, just outside of Guatemala City. And in that meeting, God planted the seed of what has become a wonderful partnership. That partnership has been formalized as we now have a sister church relationship. It was about a year ago. I don't know if you remember. We were talking about the vision in the future. We talked about these sister churches, at least five in the next 10 or so years in their strategic continents around the world. And the possibility in the days to come of having those pastors come and actually preach to us in their own, remember I said that? Yeah, and here we are today. And we welcome Pastor Giovanni to Door Creek. And, And as I think about what's happened in the last three years as that partnership was formed, there's been almost 100 people, if you count the 25 or so high school students that are just about ready to go this June, that have been over to Simpongo. And, and our goal in going over is now we've got all the answers, you guys, and we're glad to help you out. It's like we're partners, brothers and sisters, in the great work of Christ, and we want to learn with you, and we want to support you in what you feel God's laid on your heart to reach your city, the villages around, and your country, Guatemala. And when I had a chance to be there this last fall, I could just tell you this. What a privilege it is for us to have this partnership. What a wonderful group of believers so joyous in their faith and so full of vision to reach their city and beyond and in meeting giovanni i met a man who has a large heart a heart for christ a heart for his people the people of his city and the people don't that don't know him yet in the surrounding areas and so it is my privilege to welcome to you today Giovanni and his wife Magali. So come on up here and let's give them a warm welcome. you. you. You know that we love you. And there are many of us who had an opportunity to see your church and to worship with you there, and we're so excited that you can be with us today. Giovanni's been a pastor for eight years. It's just been in the last two years that he's been called to Los Olivos. The two of them have been married 22 years and have two beautiful children. And uh, yeah, that's good too, isn't it? And I just want to pray for Giovanni as he opens God's word for us. Will you join me? God, what a great thing that we could hear from you today. And that is our desire. And we are grateful that you are a living God who's given us your living word that continues to change the way we think. And we would pray this morning, not just how we think, but how we then live out those thoughts throughout this week. Grow us as your followers, we pray. Bless Giovanni. Give him a special anointing of your spirit. May they be encouraged as they spend these two weeks with us and other believers here in Wisconsin. And may you continue to forge this partnership to bring great glory to you and great good to the people of Sumpongo and beyond. We praise you, our living God, in the name of your Son, our living Savior. Amen.
1: Good morning for everyone. Uh, for us, it's a privilege to be here and to share with you about the Word of God. And I, I don't want to ask to talk this morning before say you as a church, thank you very much for supporting us in Guatemala, for supporting in Sumpango. Many people of you have been with us for some weeks, and you come. Uh, to work for a week Uh, i have seen you uh, sweating uh, you know working hard Uh, i said in the morning they look very nice (laughs) you know afternoon you can see them and they are not they don't look like just i saw them in the morning (laughs) but they are still happy they are still with joy and it is because they are doing that for the glory of the lord Thank you very much for that, because you work with us one week, and you come back to your house, but you don't know exactly what a blessing you let us, but what a blessing you let for, not just for Los Olivos, but for Sompango. Thank you very much, and the glory is for our Savior. Uh, For us, uh, my wife and me, it's a privilege to be here, and I say uh, a lot of you that uh, it's like a dream to be in a beautiful place, cold place in here. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, it's very nice to be in this place, not just because the place is beautiful, but also for your people, lovely people, friendly people, that make us feel very nice. And thank you very much for this. Esta mañana yo quiero compartir con ustedes eh, algunos pensamientos respecto a la diferencia entre ser cristiano y ser un discípulo de Jesús. Pienso que es importante que nos detengamos a pensar en eso, porque eso precisamente ha hecho la diferencia entre la iglesia de hoy. Y la Iglesia del principio.
2: Es muy importante para nosotros pensar sobre esta diferencia, porque precisamente esta diferencia es la clave para la diferencia entre la Iglesia de hoy y la Iglesia de los Apóstoles, la Iglesia de los tiempos bíblicos.
1: Cuando nosotros vamos al libro de los Hechos, que es por excelencia la mejor historia de la Iglesia, encontramos que en ese libro se menciona solo dos veces la palabra cristiano y más de 30 veces la palabra discípulo
2: when we go to the book of acts which is the truly the, the the history par excellence of the early church what we see there is that the word christian only appears twice but the word disciple appears more than 30 times
1: no los los primeros creyentes no se llamaban así mismos cristianos sino que era la gente inconversa la que le llamaba cristianos a
2: ellos
1: de hecho era una especie de apodo la primera vez que lo encontramos lo encontramos en la ciudad de Antioquía y dice que ahí en Antioquía se le llamó por primera vez cristianos a los creyentes we see
2: the very first time the word appears in the city of Antioch, and Acts tells us there that it was in Antioch for the first time that the people called them Christians.
1: No fueron sino los inconversos, los que llamaron así como un apodo repito a los creyentes en Jesus.:
2: It was the non-believers that were using that word as a nickname for those who believed in Jesus.
1: La segunda vez que encontramos la palabra cristiano la encontramos en la boca del rey Agripa que le dice a Pablo, Pablo, por poco me persuades a ser cristiano.
2: The second time that we hear the word Christian is in the mouth of King Agrippa when Paul, the apostle Paul, is talking to him and trying to convert the king to Christianity and the king says, uh, you're just not convincing. Are you trying really to convince me to become a Christian?
1: De manera que nosotros vemos que la realidad inicial era que los primeros creyentes buscaban ser discípulos y no solamente cristianos.
2: So we see that the actual truth is that the first believers in Christ were not just trying to be Christians. They were trying to be disciples of Jesus.
1: Y es que ser discípulo implica querer ser como el maestro, aprender a hablar como él, aprender a vivir como él, aprender a ser como él.
2: So being a disciple of Christ, they understood was to be like their master, to be like their teacher, to speak like him, to act like him, to walk like him.
1: In
2: the church, we always need more and more and more disciples, because the more disciples we have, the more we grow the more our faith deepens and the more impact we have in the society around us.
1: Queremos ver algunos aspectos que el Señor Jesús mismo mostró como elementos básicos para ser un discípulo de Él. So This
2: morning we're going to look at several basic principles that Jesus himself lays out to describe what it means to be a disciple.
1: Y quisiera invitarles que vengan conmigo al Evangelio según San Juan capítulo 8.
2: So we're going to start in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 31, and that is page 758 in the Bibles, in the chair backs in front of you. Page 758,
1: John 8, 31. Juan, capítulo 8, nos narra cómo el Señor Jesús está predicando la palabra a una multitud que escucha atenta lo que él dice y que como resultado de escuchar lo que él dice cree que Jesucristo es el salvador.
2: So this chapter is about a, a time when Jesus was preaching to a huge multitude of people all around him and that while he was speaking, uh, people were listening uh, attentively to him and some of them were putting their faith in him.
1: Versículo 30. Hablando él estas cosas, muchos creyeron En él. Verse 30 says, Even as he spoke,
2: many put their faith in him.
1: Mucha gente creyó en él después de escucharle hablar, después de escuchar su palabra.
2: Many people put their faith in him after listening
1: to him speak. Versículo 31. Digo entonces Jesús a los judíos que habían creído en él: Si vosotros permaneciereis en mi palabra, seréis verdaderamente mis discípulos y conocereis la verdad. Verse 31 and 32
2: say, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this, uh, when it says, hold to my teaching, the word behind that is, and we're going to hear this point, is to remain or to dwell or to abide in that teaching. It's not just to, to hold to it, but to really live in that teaching.
1: Note que ellos ya eran creyentes Pero el ser creyente no significa ser discípulo Son dos cosas diferentes
2: Hay Jesus. un
1: requisito en este texto para ser discípulo Y es permanecer en la palabra Durar en la palabra Tener contacto con la palabra Vivir dirigido Por esa palabra.
2: So there's a there's an indispensable truth here. Uh, in order to be a disciple, we have to be dwelling in His Word, to have have contact with it, to have communion with that Word. We have to live in the Word of God.
1: Nosotros tenemos que ser dirigidos no solamente escucharla y estar de acuerdo con ella, pero que se convierta en la norma de vida de cada uno de nosotros.
2: We have to be directed or guided by the Word of God in such a way that we're not just reading it, we're not just agreeing with it, but that we are basing our lives on it, we're building our lives around its teaching.
1: Conforme los hombres han ido dejando de lado la palabra de Dios, aunque la respeten, sí, la palabra de Dios es, es valiosa, es importante, pero dejándola de lado y tomando sus propias iniciativas de vida, la humanidad se ha ido descarriando cada vez más.
2: So what we've seen, if we look back, is that as people separate themselves from the Word of God, they may believe in it, they may respect it, but as they put it to one side and no longer base their lives on it, what we see is a decline uh, more and more in the state of humanity.
1: Y conforme la la iglesia tiene la palabra de Dios, sí como algo importante, pero no como una norma de vida, entonces nosotros no podemos crecer en discipulado.
2: And when we in the church do the same thing, when we put the word of God to the side uh, to the side, and when we're no longer making the word of God the rule or the norm of our life, we can't grow as a church.
1: Nosotros necesitamos estar más cerca de la palabra para dejar de ser simples cristianos y convertirnos en verdaderos discípulos del Señor.
2: We have to be closer and closer to the word of God in order to become not just Christians, but disciples of Jesus Christ.
1: Apartar un tiempo cada día para leerla, para escucharlo a él, para entender que tiene algo que decirnos.
2: We have to set aside some time each day to spend in the word, to read it, to understand it, and to let it speak to us, and to show us what God would say to us through it.
1: El segundo paso del discipulado lo encontramos ahí mismo en el libro de Juan, en el capítulo 15.
2: The second point, uh, the second step in becoming a disciple of Christ, we find in John Chapter 15, verse 8,
1: and that's page 764. John fifteen, eight. 8. Dice el texto en el versículo 8. En esto es glorificado mi Padre, en que llevéis mucho fruto y seáis así mis discípulos.
2: Verse 8 reads, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples.
1: Note que el discípulo produces fruto y no solo produces fruto, sino que produces mucho fruit. A
2: disciple of Jesus Christ produces fruit. And they don't just produce fruit, they produce a lot of fruit.
1: Mucho fruto dice el Señor. Y podemos pensar en lo importante que es que nosotros evaluemos cuánto fruto producimos.
2: Because of that, it's very important that we evaluate ourselves to see how
1: much fruit are
2: we producing.
1: No es importante que uno vea quién produce o quién no, sino uno mismo cuánto fruto produce, porque en la la relación de la cantidad de fruto que producimos, se manifiesta la calidad de discipulado que vivimos.
2: This doesn't mean that we're supposed to look at how much fruit you're producing or how much fruit you're producing, but how much fruit I'm producing. And the measure of fruit that we are producing is going to be the mark of our discipleship.:
1: qué tipo de fruto es el que habla la So
2: what kind of fruit is Scripture talking about here?:
1: We in those classes of.:
2: We can think about two different kinds of fruit.:
1: One Un class of fruto is that nosotros obtenemos when compartimos the palabra of dios.
2: The first kind of fruit is the fruit that we produce when we share the word of God. When we share the gospel.
1: A mí me gusta eh, pensar en la iglesia que sería interesante parar a cada uno de nosotros en el frente y que cada uno viera a la congregación pensando: a él lo evangelicé yo, a él lo invite yo, a ella lo traje yo, y que cada uno viera cuánto fruto hay en la iglesia del trabajo de compartir la palabra de Dios.
2: Would be a wonderful exercise, actually, to have each of you stand right up here and to look out at the congregation and say, and be able to say, "Yeah, I, I shared the gospel with that person, and I invited that person to church, and I brought that person to Christ."
1: Ese es fruto que agrada al Señor. Es fruto que nosotros no no es que nosotros lo produzcamos solamente, sino que el Señor nos permite cosechar cuando nosotros predicamos la palabra de Dios.
2: That's the first kind of fruit and it's it's not so much a fruit that we produce rather it's a fruit that God allows us to harvest
1: that he has produced and that we go out and just harvest that fruit. Pero hay una segunda clase de fruto que también es muy importante y es de la que habla Pablo en Efesios 2.10 cuando dice que Dios ha preparado buenas obras de antemano para que nosotros andemos en ellas.
2: There's a second kind of fruit and Paul speaks about this kind of fruit in Ephesians two. Uh, verse ten, when he says, uh, These are good works which God has prepared beforehand, so that we might walk in those so that we might produce them.
1: las buenas obras que nosotros podemos hacer para beneficio de nuestros vecinos, para beneficio de nuestra comunidad, para beneficio de nuestros compañeros de trabajo o de escuela, como resultado de que Cristo mora en nosotros.
2: These are the kinds of fruits that we produce for the benefit of those around us, for our neighbors, for our co-workers, for our fellow students. And this is uh, this is the second kind of fruit that we need to produce.
1: Mateo 5 dice que las buenas obras brillan delante de los ojos de los hombres y ellos le dan la gloria a Dios.
2: Matthew chapter 5 says that our good works shine, they are brilliant, they shine before the eyes of men and they lead men to give the glory to God.
1: Así que es un buen tiempo para que nosotros pensemos cuán, eh, cuán buen fruto nosotros estamos produciendo y cuánto de ese fruto estamos nosotros produciendo para bendecir aquellos que están alrededor nuestro.
2: So we should ask ourselves, how much fruit are we producing, how much fruit are we producing to bless those around us?
1: ese es el discipulado es resultado del discipulado es resultado de la comunión con Dios y de permanecer en su palabra el producir ese fruto que bendice a los demás
2: that uh, that good fruit that we produce that is a result of discipleship along with uh, dwelling in the word that is the mark of our discipleship
1: ayer estuve en la bendición de las de las motos
2: uh, i was at the blessing of the bikes yesterday
1: Qué impresionante, máquinas y unas motos preciosas.
2: Very, uh, very impressive machines.
1: Uh, me subí en una para que me sacaran una foto.
2: I got on one of them so they could take a picture.
1: Y aunque estaba apagada, aún así me asustaba.
2: Even though I wasn't moving, I wasn't going anywhere, but it was very, uh, very frightening.
1: Yeah. Y Eh, cuando la, la, la señorita estaba predicando ahí en el acto, pensaba estos hombres que andan en estas motos donde quiera que pasan van a arrancar una mirada. Wow.
2: I was thinking while the lady was preaching, I was looking at the bikes and thinking, uh, you watch one of these people ride along on a Harley and everybody that they go by says, wow, just
1: watches yeah. them go by. Truck, truck bikes. <laughs> Pero sería interesante que también al pasar no solamente impresionaran por la máquina Sino impresionaran por una vida diferente Que cuando nosotros pasemos la gente te pueda quedarse impresionada Que tipo diferente, que mujer diferente Pertenecen a una dimensión distinta Son discípulos de Jesús
2: in the same way, wouldn't it be awesome if as we walked by, people would see something different in us and they would say, Wow, how different is that person? What an incredible person. That is a disciple of Christ.
1: There's a
2: third element of being a disciple of Christ, and it's also here in John. Uh, we're turning back one page to John chapter 13, page 763.
1: Versículo 34 Un nuevo mandamiento os doy: Que os améis unos a otros como yo os he amado, que también os améis unos a otros. En esto conocerán todos que sois mis discípulos, si tuviereis amor los unos con los otros.
2: Verse 34 reads: A new command I give you: Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another.
1: Si Jesús habla de un mandamiento nuevo, es lógico pensar que existe un mandamiento viejo.
2: So if Jesus is talking about a new commandment, it's logical to think well, there must be an old commandment.
1: Y seguramente el, el mandamiento viejo se refiere al que encontramos a, en Levítico 19:18, amarás a tu prójimo como a ti mismo
2: that old commandment we find it in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18. You don't have to turn there but it says uh, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself.
1: Es un mandamiento viejo. Porque el mandamiento viejo tenía como medida el que nosotros midiéramos el amor al prójimo según nos amáramos a nosotros mismos.
2: This is an old command because what we see here, the measure of our love here is... Uh, we're supposed to love those around us as much as we love ourselves.
1: El problema es que a veces no nos amamos nosotros mismos. The problem is that sometimes we don't love ourselves very much. En, en Guatemala la iglesia tiene bancas, no tiene sillas.
2: Uh, in, in Los Olivos in Guatemala the, uh, their church has pews, not like our chairs. They've got old, uh, pews.
1: Y algunas veces la banca no está limpia y alguien llega y se sienta. Así en la banca, que no está limpia.
2: so sometimes you'll see someone come in and one of the pews might not be completely clean there might be a little mess on it you'll see someone come in and just have a seat it doesn't bother them
1: and
2: then what happens someone else will come along and I'm, I'm sitting on the dirty pew someone else comes along and they look and they don't want to sit here because it's dirty well I'll say well yeah go ahead and sit down it was good enough for me have a seat Si no la limpié para mí, no la voy a limpiar para usted. If I didn't even bother to clean it for myself, why would I clean it for that Porque
1: si no tenemos cuidado de nosotros, mucho menos vamos a tener cuidado de los demás.
2: take care of ourselves, why are we going to care about anybody else?
1: Pero este nuevo mandamiento dice que nosotros debemos amar no como nos amamos a nosotros, sino como Cristo nos ha
2: amado. But this new commandment does not say that we're supposed to love others as we love ourselves.
1: No, we're supposed to love others as Christ loves them. De manera que si no nos amamos a nosotros mismos, de todas maneras debemos amar a los demás.
2: So even if we don't love ourselves, it doesn't matter. We're supposed to still love others as Christ loved them.
1: Es un nuevo mandamiento. Y dice la escritura que como resultado de ese amor incondicional, como resultado de ese amor Fraternal, la gente podrá ver que somos
2: discípulos
1: de Cristo. Aunque nosotros no digamos somos discípulos y aunque quisiéramos no decirlo, igual la gente va a notarlo, que somos discípulos de Él. So that even
2: if we, if we don't say, we don't tell people that we're disciples, maybe we don't even want to tell people that we're disciples, they're going to see it in us, they will know.
1: El amor de Dios en nosotros solo florece como resultado del discipulado a Cristo Jesús.
2: The love of Christ, uh, the mark of our discipleship flourishes when we are disciples of Christ.
1: Y de ahí la importancia que nosotros debemos darle al hecho de que el discipulado en nosotros debe ser una vida cotidiana.
2: And of that, we have to make sure that our discipleship is a, a process of daily life for us. It's something we're meditating on day by day, working on every day.
1: El am- mostrar el amor es algo intencional.
2: That that demonstration of love for those around us is something intentional that we're working on every day.
1: Hay gente que es difícil de amar.
2: There are people that it's really difficult to love.
1: Pero Dios nos ayuda a amarle.
2: But God helps us
1: Y ayuda a otros a amarnos a nosotros.
2: And He helps others to love us.
1: Es el discipulado en el Señor.
2: That is discipleship in Christ.
1: Y hay un cuarto elemento que queremos ver en San Lucas capítulo 14.
2: There's a fourth and final element of discipleship that we're going to look at in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 and 26, and you'll find that on page 739.
1: Hasta este momento hemos visto que ser discípulo implica permanecer en la palabra, producir mucho fruto y amarnos unos a otros con el amor de Cristo. So we've
2: seen so far that discipleship in Christ means that we dwell in the word of God, that we bear a lot of fruit, and that we demonstrate that we show the love of Christ.
1: Y dice el versículo 25. Grandes multitudes iban con él y volviéndose les dijo, "Si alguno viene a mí y no aborrece a su padre y madre y mujer e hijos y hermanos y hermanas, aun también su propia vida, no puede
2: ser mi discípulo." And we see in verse 25, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus. And turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple.
1: Latinoamérica es muy famoso por la la existencia de gobiernos autócratas. Latin
2: America is very famous for uh, autocratic or dictatorial governments.
1: No sé por qué los latinos somos buenos para producir ese tipo de gobiernos. I
2: don't know why it is that we Latinos are so good at producing those kinds of governments.
1: Pero hay un escritor alemán, Don Eric Sauer, en su libro El triunfo del crucificado, que dice que no existe nadie más autócrata que Jesucristo.
2: Uh, So that may be true but there's a a book called The Triumph of the Crucified and in that book the author makes the point that there's actually no autocrat there's no dictator greater or more powerful than Jesus Christ Jesus wants everything
1: He wants
2: your life He wants your
1: thoughts
2: He wants what you feel and what you dream
1: Y es muy importante que ten- entendamos que es bueno que tengamos metas, que tengamos propósito, que tengamos sueño. Pero es importante que entendamos que nuestra vida le pertenece a Él.
2: Es great for us to have goals and dreams and, and purposes in life, but we have to understand that all of that belongs to Christ.
1: Eso es ser discípulo. Entender que el Señor no está pidiendo una parte de tu tiempo no está pidiendo una parte de tu dinero, no está pidiendo una parte de tu propiedad, el Señor está pidiendo tu vida.
2: That's what it means to be a disciple. We're not supposed to think that Jesus is just just asking for a part of our lives, for our money or our time or or our gifts. No, Jesus wants us. He wants everything.
1: Y por eso cuando pasa el ofrendario ahí entre entre las filas y pasa pidiendo la ofrenda, no no te conformes con dar Toda tu
2: That's why when the, uh, when the ushers come forward and they pass the offering plates, uh, you shouldn't think that you're special if you, if you pull out your whole wallet and throw it in there. What you ought to do is you get out of your chair and you climb into the offering plate.
1: <laughs> Lord, this is for you. All I have. All I am. Because you died to buy me. To give me a new life. To give me hope. I want to be with you. A veces nosotros estamos en la iglesia y hablamos de gozo y hablamos de paz y hablamos de alegría. Porque es un vocabulario que escuchamos en la iglesia. Pero no siempre hemos experimentado lo que eso significa.
2: So often what happens is we'll be in church and we talk about joy and peace and, and love and all those great church vocabulary words. But we often don't exactly know what that means because we haven't experienced them.
1: Y la experiencia de esa vida, nosotros podemos tener hoy la seguridad de nuestra salvación gracias a que Cristo murió y resucitó por nosotros. Pero la vida abundante que Él vino a dar no siempre es la nuestra, porque estamos lejos de Él.
2: So we can uh, we can be sure today of our salvation because thanks be to God Jesus died Jesus rose again we can be sure about that but the abundant life that Jesus wants for us that's more of an open question
1: Muchos están esperando llegar al cielo para ser felices y para tener paz
2: Lots of people are waiting until they get to heaven to be happy and to have peace
1: Pero tú puedes ser feliz hoy y tú puedes tener paz hoy y puedes tener la gracia de Dios manifestándose en su vida en tu vida hoy.
2: But you can be happy today. You can have peace today and you can see the love of Christ manifesting itself in your life today.
1: Si tan solo te decides a decir Señor, quiero ser como Jesús.
2: If you just decide today and say, Lord, I want to be like Jesus.
1: Quiero ser su discípulo.
2: I want to be his disciple.
1: Quiero ser Quiero aprender a ser como él.
2: To learn to be like
1: como un aprendiz que va a trabajar a un taller y que quiere ser como su maestro.
2: That's what I want to be.
1: En alguna ocasión escuché de un muchacho que estaba yendo a aprender carpintería.
2: Uh, I heard one time about a guy who went off to learn uh, the art of carpentry.
1: Y cuando llegó el maestro le dijo, no traigas esa clase de pantalones aquí ni esa clase de zapatos.
2: So when he got there, his master told him, uh, okay, you're not going to be able to wear that kind of pants, you're not going to be able to wear that kind of shoes.
1: Y un día vimos que se vestía igual al señor que le estaba enseñando. Otra vez. Y un día vimos que se vestía igual que la persona que le estaba enseñando.
2: Then one day we saw that this person actually came and was
1: dressed pretty
2: much exactly like his uh, his master.
1: Qué interesante que todos nos pareciéramos cada vez más a Jesús.
2: It's very interesting that as we become disciples, each of us begins to look more and more like Jesus.
1: Una vida floreciente, una vida de gozo, una vida de paz.
2: A flourishing life, a life full of joy, a life full of peace.
1: Yo quiero esa vida.
2: I want that life you said What about you Vamos a orar. let's pray
1: Thank you Lord, for this time and thank you for the great chance that we have in Jesus to be a different people not for not because we are good or good people, but because you gave us your holy spirit in our hearts thank you very much please let us grow in your love in your grace let us be different and let us be blessing on other people please let us experience that kind of life that jesus wants to give to those who believe in him maybe somebody in this morning is asking for forgive or for uh, be strong in you please my lord listen those prayers and bless those people in jesus name amén god bless you